0: Hi, this is Garrett Wong. I played Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Beginning the Trek, a 52 episode introduction to
1: Star Trek. The convention spectacular. Da, da, da. Yes, it was. Well, you and I had uh, a fun fun I thought a fun week in Vegas but what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas it gets put on a podcast
2: well and on Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter I didn't put I didn't post anything on Twitter so it's good that they kept the drunk fingers away from my phone Yeah
1: well there were there were bars in Vegas who knew
2: It's shocking right So there were some very late, late nights slash early, early, early mornings, uh, which is good. And that's fun. And I mean, you don't have to do it that way. The convention only runs uh, from the morning to like what, six is when they shut down the uh, hall.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we, we get to experience, everybody's experience is unique, but I just had so much fun with you.
2: We should introduce this.
1: We really kind of should. So
2: I know this is a bonus episode. We won't be talking about a Star Trek episode, we're going to be talking about my first time in Star Trek Las Vegas, the convention. Hi, Jessica Ray.
1: And I am Andy Goldberg, and I'm the Trek veteran of Beginning the Trek. Jessica is our newbie, and uh, this was Jessica's first... Star Trek convention. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on Beginning the Trek. I love it. How many
2: times have you gone to the, this particular con?
1: So so this is the creation convention, and I think this is my fifth year in a row going to this. In Las Vegas, this is the big one of the year that they do, and uh, you get you get most of the actors that you're going to see are probably going to be at this convention. Uh, so if, if Star Trek is your thing, and you really want to meet the actors, you want to get autographs, you want to get pictures, you want to to see them speak, this is the place to be.
2: Apparently if you want uh surprise news about new shows,
1: yeah. Yeah. This
2: was the one they did that at We
1: were there for the announcement, just across the hall, recording an interview.
2: You were there. I had taken off because guess what? I knew I was going to stay up early or stay up late that night. And I had stayed up really early the previous morning. So I was not there. I was napping while that news. I woke up (laughs) with a start. And I knew I was like, "What happened?" And it was everyone was going nuts. It was there were people crying. It was crazy. Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, so, so we're talking about Patrick Stewart. If you haven't heard yet, if we're the ones telling you, Patrick Stewart is going to be coming back to Star Trek to do a brand new TV series, uh, in the in the new push to create more Star Trek content. So we're going to see Jean-Luc Picard come back in some way or another. Who knows what he's going to be? Who knows what it's about? But he was there and we missed him because we were doing other things. That's the convention. Where are you going to be? What are you going to go see? You can't get it all in. Did you have fun?
2: I had a lot of fun. I will say, if your if your thing is the stars and you want to meet them, this is awesome. Go. We got. I got to talk to uh, uh, quite a few. There's tables of. The stars that don't mind, the people who are on the show that don't mind will sit out um, and sign autographs kind of in in the open, and you can just go talk to them. Yeah. Then there's the ones that aren't doing that, and you have to get their autographs in like a separate hall because they're exclusive or something, or who knows. uh, They might get attacked because some of them, that has happened to them, and you get to hear stories about that. Some of
1: the bigger stars are going to be...
2: Right. If the stars are your thing, that's there. Uh, Not really my thing. I don't mind listening to interviews especially like gates mcfadden interviews i think are, are fascinating uh and and they'll have them up on the stage the big stage too with these interviews with them it's hit or miss even is the person who's interviewing them is the person who's interviewing them on their game is the are they on their game are they tired were they up last night so it was i feel like it was hit or miss on that but if that's your thing this is a good thing to do if merchandise is your thing, if you're into collectibles and stuff, I can see going this and spending a lot of money on uh, pins and badges and costumes and unique cool things. I also am not really, that's not my thing. I'm not a collector of much stuff. Some of it's really interesting. If that's your thing, uh, that's awesome. Go do that. I think that what I found most out of the entire experience is That might draw people in, but what keeps people coming back year after year is the family. And this was said to me on the first night. Even if you go there alone on your first time, it is very likely that if you're open at all and you talk to people, and that can be terrifying, I know. A lot of us have social anxiety. Uh, do it. The people are awesome. They will not be mean to you. And if they are, just go to another one. And that one will tell the person who was being mean to you to cut it the hell out. <laughs> because this is a great community for keeping each other in check. And I saw so many examples of so much genuine optimism and love and, and just you like the same thing I like. Other people don't get it. It's a very camp mentality. And that's what pe- keeps people coming back is the friendships that they make at this convention. And they might be on Facebook. They might go back and forth a little bit over social media. But they come back so they can give each other hugs and catch up over an entire year that they've missed. That was the biggest impression I got. And it's not as large as I thought it would be. And I'm not alone in thinking that. I actually sat next to somebody at a dinner and it turned out that he uh, also was a first time and and we both had the same thought. Like, I thought this was going to be like Comic Con big. I thought this was going to be like convention big. Yeah. This one was a big hall and a little hall for stages. It was a bar area and seating tables for drinking, and it was a vendor hall and then some, like, experiences off to the side. So it was really only one, like, major kind of wing, but I was surprised at how small it was. But maybe my expectations were a little high in that area.
1: I don't know. Um, you hit it. You certainly hit it on the head for me. It's as much as I enjoy going and seeing the mock-up of the, of the TOS Bridge, which is very cool. Which is which- cool.
2: And they've got the noises. And That's the, you fun. write all
1: the sound effects and, and the blinking lights and everything. And you just want to sit in that chair. Take some selfies. As <laughs> you know, cool as it is to, to see that and the experience that we got from Roddenberry Enterprises. They have a brand new. Oh,
2: VR from uh, from Roddenberry. Very cool. That was awesome.
1: Go to Roddenberry and check out this new Sensar Um, it's like a virtual museum and they're going to be setting up meeting spaces where we're going to be able to have virtual conventions where we're going to basically be all hanging out together in virtual space from our own homes.
2: Well, if you have the gear, but guys... If you didn't get to play with that, you missed out because you could literally, like, pick up the props and then throw them on the ground. Well, I tried to put them back, but mostly they fell on the ground. It was fun. It was fun, yeah. So they do have these, like, little experiences, but the truth is... I liked being in Vegas for the entire time. I didn't necessarily need for the convention to be that many days.
1: We, we had talked about that the Wednesday, the first day that we got there, was probably not necessary. There wasn't a lot of content.
2: We should have showed up, like, Friday.
1: <laughs> if we had showed up, well, yeah, yeah. It, 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 once the weekend hits and that Friday afternoon hits and you start to see everybody that's coming in kind of has arrived, Yeah, the buzz the really flows.
2: cosplay. Guys, that was like Comic Con. The amount of mashups and fun and the time and energy that you know people put in there was a uh lady walking around as i haven't watched discovery so who's the she was a, a sonequa martin michael Green?
1: michael burnham
2: michael burnham and this was every
1: costume she could think of for her Gosh, and she yes. was phenomenal
2: it was beautiful it was an amazing she, she let
1: me like knock on her on the armor yeah. on the battle armor from the mirror universe and it was i mean the detail and did
2: an amazing job i,
1: I want to mention her. her name is mahogany and we became Facebook friends. And this young lady is the future of Star Trek fandom. And she's not there if discovery isn't happening. Mm. And she's, she is, she's driven and passionate and up to big things in her life. And, and she's building a nice social media base. And I had such a joy meeting her because it shows me where the future of fandom is. So that was something I got out of the convention this, this year. Yeah, she was awesome. All the, the can, can I talk about your cosplay?
2: Uh, sure. Because I was standing next to Harry Mudd. If you guys haven't met Andy, he's got a costume. <laughs> it's Harry Mudd. It's very distinct. I do have a feeling that because I was a little understated in my cosplay, uh, it was not uh, well
1: recognized. It was, well, it was understated. It was understated. It
2: was spot on with what it should have, like it looked it was like perfect. it was supposed to look. It was. Oh, it
1: was, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was perfect. So, so for everybody, uh, Jessica dressed up as Edith Keeler. From City on the Edge of Forever, from the original series, from that beautiful, beautiful costume that she wears with Kirk.
2: There's actually only, she's wearing a coat and a, uh, whatever it is, it's a floppy little hat. When she's actually out underneath that, the the thing you only see when she goes down the stairs to talk to Spock and Kirk. That's the only time you really see it, and it is a kind of a lilac dress. Uh, that has a lacy uh, over thing shirt it's kind of short and um yeah i was i was kind of surprised i was like this is a really really well-loved thing and then i had to remind myself this image was only on screen for like three minutes four maybe yeah so it was very not recognizable but it was really fun because i didn't have to walk around in a cat suit or whatever (laughs) green makeup or anything although there were tons of people doing that and they looked phenomenal like they just people spend time and love on this just to do it, just to have fun. It's great. Guest
1: stars and 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 people from every series. We saw Cardassians. We saw Ferengi. We saw Bajorans. Yeah. We interviewed oh. Bajorans. We interviewed Trills. Uh, we <laughs> we interviewed Starfleet officers from a yeah. variety of different uh, uh, different places. We interviewed Vulcans. Uh, we had a great time and you're right it's the people yeah it's the people it's the people during and it's the it's the people in the evening hours too the 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 time spent going to dinner the time spent at the bars or wherever
2: i don't know another convention where i would get into a conversation at four in the morning after like i don't even know how many drinks about ethereum and bitcoin And I think that that is so Star Trek and, like, the future of economics in general. I think that's amazing. Well, I mean, I was drunk, but I was pretty sure we were pretty coherent (laughs) speaking about all of this stuff. That's so Star Trek to me.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's completely Star Trek. While you were having that conversation, I was up in a friend's room putting together a Star Trek puzzle and talking Star Trek because that's what you do at 4 a.m. in Vegas. <laughs> it's just across
2: the board. Uh, you you don't know who you're gonna meet, but it's probably gonna be interesting. Yeah. And good, good, good people for all of the stigma, and you can roll your eyes at it, and you will get rolled eyes at you. Uh, good people. There weren't a lot of inappropriate situation. for the for the ladies out there. Ninety nine percent of the time, it was. Totally respectful and and wonderful, and the people I was around were... There were some hugs that I leaned out of, and uh, just some late nights, buy-me-a-drink things. I don't think that has to do with Star Trek, and I don't think... I think that has to do with being a bar at two in the morning. That's what I'm going to say. That had nothing to do... That wasn't convention. So I don't think... uh, if, if that's if that's a thing that's holding you back I don't think that should be a thing that's holding you back everybody I met that was really really just good people I
1: just want to bring up a couple of things first of all we managed to get Star Trek first contact out of the way for Jessica she got to see it and we got to watch it in a very bizarre way if you guys didn't see the picture that I posted was <laughs> oh, that the yeah
2: the Rio actually showed it in the pool area and there were uh, a lot of floaty fl- Floaty. the the floaties and so there were there was a duck with sunglasses and a swan and it's it's just fun i think it might have Detracted from the seriousness of uh, the <laughs> robot Borg Queen coming onto Data just a little bit. It's,
1: it's disturbing, but it's even more disturbing when you have a have a five foot rubber duck staring right back at you during it.
2: Ah, eh, the convention. It's it's good for experiences. Go make some go make some friends. I I did, and I hope I hope to have these friends for a long time.
1: Any any standout guests that you enjoyed? I know you got to see uh, Kate Mulgrew.
2: Kate Mulgrew is phenomenal. And I am now going to go pick up her book. She has a new one coming out. I don't know if that she was specifically promoting. She is. I wish they would have let her just play her as Janeway. To be honest, a little bit. She is. Uh, she is everything that I want her to be. She is amazing and thoughtful and kind. And and she's a, she's a great entertainer.
1: Powerful, powerful person up there.
2: Very powerful. Uh, c- commands a stage with no hesitation and and purposeful. It's really amazing to watch. Not not as funny necessarily as Marina Sirtis, which I also got to see a panel with her speaking about uh, just. I don't even know women of track
1: women in track. Yeah.
2: And she's just fun. <laughs> like if you're going to hang out and get drunk with a lady that she's the one to do it with, uh, that was fun. I saw George Takei. Uh, he was, uh, talking about a lot of his, uh, um, personal and political stances because he lived through, if, if you don't know about it, look it up. Cause he, there's a lot. And I don't want to put where he's got his own words. And, and sure.
1: well, we've, we've talked about his documentary to be Takei.
2: Right. Uh, And he's coming out with more along those lines, it sounds like. And then I missed the other stuff. And I didn't watch the Discovery panel, which maybe I should have, but I didn't want to feel out of the loop. So I actually went and talked to people and did vendor room stuff during the times that they were out. But they had almost, they had a big spot for the discovery stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some of it was about props and, and history and, and that stuff. And I was like, nah, that's all right. Some of, some of it's you're just not into. And other people, I'm sure, are super into that. So
1: I thought we saw some great panels. I did not get to see Shatner this time. And that is bizarre for me because I usually have to stick my head in for the man. I think that was about the time that we were doing some interviews, which I wanted to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me shift gears for a minute. So this track, this podcast, my list for you, I built last year. A lot of it I put together last year by sitting down at Quark's Bar at the convention at a big table for 10. Inevitably, somebody comes up and says, is the seat taken? have a seat. But by the time that they are in the chair, we're already talking about the podcast. We're already talking about what would you show. And so I built the truck last year doing that. We found the same table this year.
2: Same table. We sat down. And instead of asking that, I wanted to know most how they got into Star Trek.
1: And this time we recorded it.
2: Yes. And y'all get to listen to that. We're going to start with uh, Mike Vercheck. He felt like to me a very, very old school Trekkie had been with it from the beginning. He's got some stuff he wanted to push. He's a Vegas native and he's really involved in their fan club and the charities around that. Um, And he was fascinating to talk to while I was doing that, later on, you yeah. talked with some also interesting people how they got started with the Trek. Yeah,
1: so I got a chance to talk to this fantastic couple. She had been going to conventions since there were conventions seventy two, I think she said. She'll, she'll say it in the interview. Crazy. Uh, so she's been she's been kind of a longtime fan, Karen and and her husband now Jim, and they have kind of a unique Star trek Trekky romance experience which i will let them share
2: well and she has a really unique star trek kind of saved me in a difficult time too yeah like like a lot of people it's great and then after that you're gonna hear me speak to uh i had a really fun time talking to tim and claire butcher this is a father daughter and he was dressed as a bajoran had the earring and the he it was very authentic he had the nose and everything anyway um and his daughter claire was dressed up as Judzia, uh so looking very very sharp in the uniform and the spots uh, she looked great and they talked about how she got into it and how how he got into originally i had a, a, a blast talking to them
1: awesome and, and then uh i got a chance to meet a they, they call themselves a science fiction family a sci-fi family it's linda ladana and alicia it's uh, it's Two sisters and then the daughter slash niece. And while they had some great perspectives on TOS tech and uh, how it's being used today, but the, my favorite part about this was Alicia's absolute love of Garrett Wong, Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Yes. And I did say that right. Garrett Wong. We say Wang in this interview, but. We follow this up with an interview with the one and only Garrett Wong, who corrected me immediately when I mispronounced his name. Yes, it's an A, but it's pronounced Wong. So, sorry, Harry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He is a delight to talk to. If you are new and you're going to a convention where he is there and you're a little bit scared, it's intimidating as a first time, even with a friend don't feel like it's quite your spot yet. Like Maybe in a year, maybe two, however long it would take, I would walk in and be like, yeah, where are my people? Uh, But there's so many people doing that, and you don't feel like you can do that. Go talk to him because he is so incredibly friendly and open and engaged. It was uh, I was astounded by his level of uh, geniality. Was yeah. He's amazing, and we and you'll see it. You'll see it in this interview, and uh, then we'll then we'll wrap up. But I hope you have enjoyed listening to these. We had fun talking to these guys.
1: This was our convention experience. Enjoy, Jessica. I had so much fun with you. Thank you.
2: I wanted to go back to the original thing that I asked you, which was, do you remember the first time you watched Star Trek?
1: I
3: do, and uh, the TV came on to this new show, and they showed the Enterprise, and I was just in awe. I couldn't believe that there could be a spacecraft designed that way with the engines out on the ends and and a disc and everything. I was used to the Saturn V and, and, uh, you know, just the cylinder with engines in the bottom that took off and took our people to the moon which is really something that we watched and a lot of that uh, research for that occurred in Nevada on the Nevada test site I didn't know it at the time but working on rocket engines and other things they didn't just blow bombs up out there they did a lot of that kind of research as well. Original series
2: I mean do you remember the episode or were you like?
3: It was was the the first episode I saw the pilot
2: uh, Did you
3: watch it when it first came out? mm -hmm. Because remember that um, prior to Star Trek's coming out, the networks had two pilots and they were trying to pick the show and the other was Lost in Space and it got on TV first and I liked that. And I said, well now we got another new one. Let's watch
1: that. And that is just... so similar to my story actually. I was watching Lost in Space and my mom walked through the living room and said, "You don't want to watch that." And she flipped the channel right in the middle of it <laughs> and there was Mr. Spock in the fedora in a piece of the action and that was the last time I thought Lost in Space was the number 1 show. So, yeah.
3: Yep, I agree with you completely. It yeah.
1: just it just
3: blew me away in comparison. And you're sucked in the ship. Automatically, you bet. And I grew up on Outer Limits, and I used to watch. I used to watch every episode. Couldn't wait, but I'd hide under my bed because it was so scary
1: uh-huh. at that
3: time. And oh yeah, uh,
1: those Outer Limits—they were like Twilight Zone on steroids. Oh yes, yeah, very were, much a little, a little so. scarier than Twilight Zone, yeah. And
3: um, and uh, so that got me hooked on science fiction, or, and and then Lost in Space. If it was science fiction, I watched it. But nothing was as good as Star Trek.
1: And then when the Next Generation came out,
3: where were you with that? I liked it. It was it was different. It took me a while to get used to. It became my favorite. And one of the big things about about uh, Next Generation was all of the characters got to act more, and you got, you got to know them all more. And uh, all of the characters I thought were wonderful in their own way. But uh, Patrick Stewart was great. I saw him in Dune. And I loved them in Doom, and uh, that's one of my favorite. For me, models. it was
1: Excalibur. Yeah,
3: yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, just like the whole crew, Jonathan Frakes, another one that I that I really like, good role model for a lot of people, I think. Um, and just everybody on the crew was was just fun to watch, and you liked them all. Uh, and the other thing that I noticed, and this followed through with the other the other series, was we moved away from conflict resolution through violence and more into using your head and working with people and you know, because you had conflicts on the ship as well as something external and I like that. I liked managing people in a way that conflict is resolved and we can continue to function and work together.
2: I think that that's Picard's thing more than any other captain was the diplomacy yep. and the problem solving. Yes. And he, it was well. Patrick Stewart was brilliant at playing it, but that's that's what made TNG. I think the most tng Yeah, sense? yeah. Like it's just absolutely that's the thing that makes TNG distinct. I think.
3: Oh now, yes. Remember back then, they built the Star Trek experience at what was the Las Vegas Hilton yes. here in town, <laughs> which became the what's now the Westgate. So you, they had all this memorabilia. They themed the slot machines mm-hmm. after Star Trek. Oh, yeah, the whole casino was Star trek And they had all the characters lived here in town, some of which are in the fan club here in Las Vegas. That's some of the reason they started the fan club. They just had a reunion of the cast members that are still able to, to get there. A lot of them no longer live here. And um, there's this uh, sci-fi bar here in town, and uh, they all met there and renewed all their friendships and everything from, from doing the show here and at, at the at the Hilton. Well, back then, what we what was the
1: Hilton? You have been a fan obviously for 50 plus years. That's correct, right? So you've done, you've been there since heck even longer than me. I had to catch the first set of reruns uh, of the original series. Jessica is. 45 episodes in at this point, point. 45 official episodes, she's seen... Okay, it sounds laughable when you guys are talking. Right?
2: Do you come here every year?
1: Uh, I've come here for the
3: last two. I got oh, hooked. Okay. And uh, I love the fan club here because they really do try to work together. You have a lot of they, the Star Trek ethic is they see it. Everybody gets along, yeah. everybody works together. And you see a little bit of friction, but we all work it out. And we're able to accomplish some pretty cool things here. We do a lot of charity work. Do you want to talk oh, about your yeah, charity you work at to
4: all? What you do? We're going a podcast here. You what, can do they, <laughs> what they do is uh,
3: we have a, a toys drive for Christmas that we work on with the local radio station. A lot of entities here, businesses and individuals, donate to the toy drives. But uh, we make a big effort to do that and get Star Trek out there. Uh, we've adopted a road. <laughs> oh, okay. And oh, we clean
2: yeah, up yeah. the road. Right. Nice. Do you do
1: it in uh, uniforms? We do oh, not. That'd be hot. Wouldn't that be yeah. awesome? See that'd a bunch so of Rikers so and Picards cleaning up hot. on the side of the road. Well, you, you a a <laughs> like is there, a,
2: is there a Riker version where you, no sleeves or something? You, you
3: get all your trash bags and you put them in a put them in a pile and just phaser them into. Oh, oh nice! Yeah, yeah, you don't have to, to
2: wear. Yeah, yeah save uh, landfill it. space. Yeah,
1: you know. So we thought get recycling.
2: We're just going to see Star Trek once again.
1: Just makes the future brighter. So, um, Karen has been coming to conventions since how long now? 72. 1972. So tell me about your Star Trek fandom. How did you get started with Star Trek?
5: In high school, I was with a group of cousins who would watch Star Trek and then go to the school dances every Friday night. And when I graduated high school at 17, I was sent away to college. I'm a farmer's daughter never was outside of the family until I was 17. I was put in a hospital situation in a city, and I'm a country girl. I did not get along well with a lot of the technicians there because they were, they were city technicians. And I didn't smoke, didn't swear the whole bit because I was raised not to. So I did not fit in. And because I watched Star Trek, I said, I'm a fish out of water. How did Spock handle this? Mm. I became Spock. One of my te- head technicians told my mother, I would like to take her head and hit her against the wall because she is not human. I considered that the best compliment I could have had.
6: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
5: But that's Star Trek got me through training because I just said, I'm not part of this, I will do my work, and I don't need to be part of this.
1: So you used your love of Star Trek and of Spock to deal with those, those difficult situations? Yes, and
5: he was a scientist, and I was a medical laboratory technician, so I was a scientist also.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So is he your favorite character, or do you have other favorites?
5: He was always
2: my favorite because of the science. Did you feel that, like, the otherness that he had that he did that in, in the original series, that he did that specifically? He had kept himself that way? It's just the way he came across. He came across was I am
5: part human, but I can handle not being emotional. Well, I had to shut off the emotions because of their animosity against me. So that's what I did. And it worked. I graduated 41st in a class of 700.
1: And now you've been coming to conventions one way or another for... 40-plus years?
5: Not actually. um, I moved to New York, and there were no conventions close to there. So you took a break. And I married this gentleman in uh, 95. And we'd been married like three or four years, and I told him I wanted to go to another convention, and he'd never been to one because he's pre-Star Trek. He was already working full-time before Star Trek was coming. Ah. And... um, he said, I'll take you. And I said, if you don't like it, we don't go again. But I, I need one more convention. And as we're leaving, he says, make me a costume. We're coming again. So that's how that happened. With us. Isn't that great?
1: Isn't that great? You want, so, so say your name? Oh, uh, Jim McLean. Jim McLean. Okay, great. So, And you're the husband. Yes. So she drags you here five years after oh. after after getting, after getting married. And that was back in, what, like 2001, 2000, somewhere around there?
5: No, we've been married for more than that.
1: More than that, okay. So it was
5: five did. years ago.
1: Oh, so it was five years, ago that you, oh, five years ago that you, okay, so five years ago
6: she dragged you here. <laughs> and and this is, the, is this the costume that you're wearing? Uh, well, uh, I just came in uh, street clothes the first year. Yes. And then it, uh, to get all of the uh, uh, specifications and to get... Uh, patterns uh, it took a long time because you just didn't go get a complete pattern and to get this one band right here they didn't make it anymore during that second year and we had met a gentleman he became aware what she was looking for right and the last day just before we went to our cars he reached in his pocket and pulled this band out and handed it to her He had gotten it in England and he just gave it to her, so that's how this one happened. That's awesome. And that was...
1: You look sharp. (laughs) We should get a picture of these two and put them on the site. Okay. Done. So I tend
6: to go along. Uh
1: Uh-huh. You tend to go along. I'll go
6: along with people's ideas. Uh, Being a computer programmer, uh, I did what the uh, uh, company people needed. I didn't come in and dictate. Oh. So when she has some ideas, and she does have them, I just go along with it. Got it. It's just my nature.
1: Well, I am thrilled that you guys are, are life, from now on, lifelong Star Trek fans and lifelong convention goers. And I saw you last year, and I'll see you next year. So thank you, guys. Is there anything you want to say to this brand new Star Trek fan here?
2: We're beginning? Yeah. Welcome to the crew. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you guys said you'd actually listen to our show, yes. which is super awesome. That's fun. Uh, can I can you hear your name?
7: I uh, Tim Butcher. As my daughter Claire, she yeah. hasn't heard it. I, I listened to like three or four, three or four of the the casts. Meeting up with him again, it, it reminded me. I I really enjoyed kind of the the angle you guys took on it. Kind of the new. Uh,
3: of the new look at it,
7: at, at the old track, coming out of It's right. not just kind of a, uh, a lot of discussions, uh, podcasts and things in social media and stuff is just kind of talk about just kind of oh, what's always been your favorite, what's always, you know, amongst, I guess, tried and true, you would say. Right,
2: because yeah. everybody knows it. Right. Everybody in the discussion knows it, yeah. So, right. so this was
7: kind of a fresher... I found it very interesting. Oh, and thank I you. will yeah. Definitely. Now that things are kind of calmed down at work, when I get back, and dial it back up and get cool. caught up.
2: <laughs> So you have to tell me what's uh, well. What, what was the first thing you watched? Do you remember?
8: Deep Space Nine.
2: Yeah.
8: So I don't know how many years ago. I was 13 years old, and my dad loved Star Trek. And when I was little, I remember he would watch a couple like. TOS or TNGs, because I remember when I was like six or like seven or even younger than that. Then he kind of rewatched it and f- go forward a little bit more, and now I'm 12 or 13, and he's rewatching all the series while he's gone back to DS9. And I saw a couple episodes. My brother kind of he showed my brother, and uh, I kind of got into it. So now. Here I am on, his, on I Deep would, Space 9, 25th anniversary. Yes,
6: sure.
2: Very cool. And what? you've got... They can't see, but I can see you. She's, you're Jadzia. Yep. you got the whole and My the spots and will. everything. You look great. Thank you. Is your brother here? No. Oh, he, just, he
7: just he just flew out. He was here oh, for okay. the first part of the convention. Ah. And I actually thought he would... Because he's very big into science fiction. All, all different kinds of science fiction. So I kind of thought he would get into Star Trek. And he didn't. He yeah. It. But she... Once she kind of discovered... DS9. Uh, well, just kind of the whole Trek universe. Oh, okay. She is... She's she's harder than I am now on this. She's, she <laughs> corrects me now all the time. She's, no, Dad, remember, it's this. And it's that. It's like, oh, okay. Kind of the watershed moment for her was I was showing my son Star Trek, exposing him to it. And he was really getting into it and enjoying it. And she would kind of come in and out of the room from time to time, not really pay attention. It boy mm-hmm. stuff or radio, whatever. And the episode of TNG when... Waxana and Deanna. Loxana's having kind of a, a breakdown, and Deanna learns that she had a sister that had been killed right. earlier on she was kind of hanging out in the kitchen kind of watching it whatever and she came home she sat on the edge of the couch and she went that's her mom right and, and that's she's the one she didn't know she had that sister and this is a, and so she kind of sat there and watched and then at the end when they kind of they're holding hands as they're kind of in a I think coming out of a coma or they are I don't know sedated or something she's like, oh dad that you know, is that is so sweet now that it, like brings them together because they never got along and I'm like going how did she even know that she hasn't yes! watched any of these and stuff but it was it was, it was it. there and it was from there. then in she sat down and she's like oh you know he's he's the guy that's in charge when he's gone right mm-hmm. and he's the one okay he's the one that like goes out and protects them and he's and she knew all the characters and kind of what end. they did mm-hmm. and then we were just finishing up TNG so we went on to DS9, and so she got it right in from the right from the outset, and so she got all of that and just loved it. Fell in love with Jakey. That was her like yeah. her first Star Trek crush was was Jakey. She just loves it. Um,
2: it's a good one. And was not yeah.
8: for Deep Space Nine, I would not be into Star Trek.
2: Didn't know you seen Voyager. Not your favorite. Like I like Voyager. Yeah. Um, and did you guys watch Discovery together?
7: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: The um, new. Do you, are you liking it?
7: Cool. We kind of uh, binged it because I had been oh, watching yeah. it as it came out, and she hadn't been uh, hadn't been watching it. And I was kind of telling her about it. She said, "So I'd kind of like to see it." So we sat down, and because we knew we were coming to the convention, this was like two weeks ago, and just just hammered it. Just went through all, of it, <laughs> and we got to the end. And then about two three days later, we're back watching our I think TOS we're on right now, and, and she's all she just said, "Dad, I wish there was more Discovery." <laughs> <laughs> so There will be. Just, Are you, I mean,
2: you guys, there's going to be so much more. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about yeah, the, yeah. just all the ways that they can go. It's yeah. going to be great. Do you remember your first watch?
7: Very, very vaguely. I was six, seven years old. I, I have a very distinct memory of watching The Devil in the Dark and being just scared the wits out of me. Because, uh-huh. um, you know, the guy's getting crisped up and this monster in the shadows and stuff like that. And then I remember... I think it was the Doomsday Machine. Watching that, that was just like you know, scary, scary yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I definitely remember uh, when the cartoons came out. I definitely remember Saturday mornings. That's what you watched, watching, watching the cartoon watching the Star Trek cartoons, and I, I really got into those. And then, strangely enough, when uh, Enterprise was on, I was driving cross country, and so I didn't really see it first run when it was when it was mm-hmm. out. So when the kids got into it, and my son went away to college, it was just me and her from Voyager on. When we got to the end of Voyager, I went out and got Blu-rays for Enterprise, and it was it was really cool because we were then able to watch Enterprise first run for both of us for the bra- Oh, cool! Yeah, so that that was a lot of fun. Even
2: even though it was a little bit old, y'all got to see it right new. Right, that's cool. And some
7: of the some of the conversations online you see in social media is. is Enterprises, uh, I'll just say it's maybe not a lot of people's favorite. I'll just right. say that. It is. We Sometimes Voyager. Like, uh, yeah, But I don't get it. I, I Every yeah, one of them, I love something yeah. about every one of them. Um, I think I'd have to say DS9 is my favorite just because it kind of deals in some little darker mm-hmm. areas. whatever. And I like the whole... Obviously, the whole right. spirituality yeah, yeah. of the Bajorans. See, he's wearing
2: the Bajoran earrings, yeah. and you've yes. got the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah.
7: Just, I, I like the whole story arc about how they kind of developed that with the Bajorans. and it just good acting, good writing, good you know, just everything about it. But every one of the, the series it I, has I, something. I, it does. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I love them. Absolutely love yeah. them. us, uh, is
8: just from the beginning. Um, TNG is kind of like. More of hey, we're getting to the next generation. It's time to start fresh. Uh, DS9's more of the family and the drama and the heart and they getting through things. Uh, Voyager, same thing, kind of getting through things. That's one goal: uniting together. And then Enterprise is just taking steps.
7: And what I love about her, she each one of the series, she has her little heartthrob. Oh, my
2: love. love. I understand she, that. <laughs> she loves
7: Jonathan Frakes. She uh-huh. calls her onesie. Uh, <laughs> Jake says Her Jakey. Mm-hmm. Um, who's Voyager? Oh, uh, uh, Tom Paris. When we met Robbie Duncan McNeil.
2: Oh, he was go?
7: such a sweetheart. He 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 came out, and you know she went over to me. She's all shy, and you know it's the bashful, and, uh-huh. and she walked up and said, you know, I I I love Tom Paris, and he just started laughing. He thought it oh. was he came out. And he literally swept picked her up, swept her off feet. Oh, And I got a photo right as it. That as he was is doing. so great. It, he was so great. He talked with her for about 15, 20 minutes. Just a really special time for her. Oh. And he, he was so great. So many of the so many of the personalities here are just outstanding. They, they are. Everybody oh. I
2: have met is like they, they love the fans, love the stories, wanna talk with you about your they, stuff. They
8: yeah. Are great. Every series, every TV show, you know, sometimes the actors are kinda. Not but really. standoffish. Sure. Yeah. 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 But these guys are like, these are their fans. There's a fan base. It's been going on generation and generation. And they, it, they're they great. And they just nice. And, and people remember them because they're so sweet.
1: I'm sitting here in Cork's Bar uh, with three lovely ladies from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Who are all here to celebrate their Star Trek fandom with us? What fascinated me was your absolute love. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and talk? I
9: uh, starstruck, completely starstruck. Took for, me. For Garrett Wagg. Yep, for Garrett for Wagg.
1: Wang, for Harry Kim.
9: Yep, took me four passes to actually take up the courage to talk to him. Uh, we, I don't even think I really said anything either. Just Tell me
1: picture. about your Harry Kim experience. Your your Garrett Wang experience.
9: I grew up watching that show. Okay. So, kinda so
1: Voyager's your Star Trek.
9: Yep. That's yep.
4: my one. Her, her dad, my mm. brother, her husband, uh-huh. um, was big, big Star Trek, and of course, so now his children are, as you can see.
1: Wow, she's got the tattoo. She's got the Klingon tattoo there, and the she's got all kinds of all kinds of tattoos right here for. Yeah, I am seeing, okay, yeah, you got it all. got some Bajoran <laughs> stuff, some Cardassian stuff, like the Batleth. This, this lady is tattooed up.
9: Committed, <laughs> so, you know?
1: So what is it about Harry Kim? Because Harry gets the snot beat out of him every episode.
9: Yep, every time. If he's not
1: lying on a bio bed by act two, something's wrong with the writing.
9: He's the heart of the show. He's always the most positive, the most, he's the nice guy. Uh the heart kind of keeps everybody
1: and Garrett's a nice guy too Mm -hmm. he
4: he gets up and he continues on doing his job doing his thing making everybody happy and you know very personable fellow when we met him yes Um, very sweet helpful with actually taking the selfie just very talkative really nice experience
3: yeah great great. he he
4: started out so naive in the beginning and then as he progressed through the show and you know grew as a character even though he still got beat up a lot he did
1: and he never got promoted
4: yes and that's
1: (laughs) that's the shame of it all you know seven years in ensign
4: but he didn't get, get him down yeah
1: well sorry harry
4: yeah
1: what do you love about star trek oh my
4: goodness there's so much i mean um actually i'm a nurse and so it amazes me how much the science fiction has influenced the field that I've gone into. Uh-huh. Uh, we now have things that are scanning people just like they did, you know, in the 1960s with the tricorder and all this mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it's just um, imagination, we're finally catching up to the imagination, yeah. and it's just, it's just, you know, you, uh, you can forget the realities of life for a little while. And I think that's what it feels to a lot of
1: people.
6: Yes. Yeah. How about
4: you? We just were a big sci-fi family. Uh-huh. We watched not only Star Trek, but Doctor Who. I remember the as a little girl watching the 1970s Doctor Who. with Sure, the
1: sure. They've been around just about as <laughs> yes. long.
4: And then, of course, I was too young to watch the original when it first came on, but hit every rerun as I got older with my older brothers. And it's just uh, the memories from that and just growing up watching it doing it sure. was amazing now my daughter of course is a Star Wars fan so now we're a little disappointed but that's okay
1: <laughs> Star Wars is a great Star- story I love Star Wars too Star Wars, too, Wars is but... a great story it's, it's, it's not Star Trek
9: exactly. exactly it's not
1: trying to be Star Trek Star no. Trek is not trying to be Star Wars
4: exactly yeah so when she found out we was coming to the to the con she was just like
1: mm. have fun mom <laughs> from <laughs> <through> the
4: door <laughs> Okay, you go
1: Yeah, I got it And what about you? What, what do you love about it? Besides it's, Harry
4: Kim Well, you know <laughs> Numero
9: uno there But uh, probably just It's so relevant to life You know, just not necessarily Of course, we can't jump on a ship And go out into space But, yes. you know, you, you encounter All these different people Who all look different And they still treat each other With respect And right. I think that's just The best part of all of it
1: Garrett Wang.
0: Oh, I'm going to test you to Thursday. see if you would pronounce it right. Per- it's pronounced Wong, even though it's spelled with an A. Let's start that again, but one more time. One more time. There you go.
1: Uh, so we're down on the convention floor, Jessica and I, and uh, we have run into uh, a very special guest that uh, we want to introduce. Garrett Wong is with us today. So, Garrett, welcome to beginning the track.
0: Uh, thank you. I enjoyed playing Sulu on the original series. And uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it's me, Garrett for, uh, Ensign Kim from Star Trek Voyager. And thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, the other day, and, and they will have already heard this, but the other day we were uh, interviewing some of the fans, finding out what you know what they were getting out of the convention, and we came across these three ladies, <laughs> two sisters, and the daughter slash slash. Uh, um, niece, okay. and they told us that their biggest highlight of the entire weekend yeah. was hanging around your table, okay. trying to get up the nerve uh-huh. to talk to you yeah. and get your autograph. Yeah. And they could not stop talking about it. Aww. You got fans really here, wonderful. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you got
2: t- I'll tell you,
0: it, it always amazes me how many fans have an issue with walking up to the table, and it, it happens at every convention. And I can see them. They're maybe standing 50 feet away, and they pace back and forth. They look up, they're like, ah. And then they start pacing again. They just keep getting the courage, but then they don't. And there's actually, there's one young fan who, she tweets me every time. But seven years in a row, she's tried to come talk to me. She can't walk up. Seven years in a row. That is
3: crazy. And I, keep so t- and I keep saying, nice. I, I'm, I'm going to say, okay, like, I'm going to
0: give you another shot next year. Oh. And I said, I'm not going I don't bite. It's going to be wonderful the minute you actually come up and talk to me. Because I do pride myself in being the most, you know, I feel one of the most engaging actors here. And, and being um, open and Available. easy to talk to. Available, yes, right? Yes. Present, not... Uh, distracted by other things you know so um so yeah so those three that came up to me uh, that you talked about that you met they were nervous at first and when they came up I I always try to put people at ease and make them feel comfortable
1: you made their convention I mean I'm telling you they were they were head over heels thrilled
0: about it yeah and um I think that uh, that is a good thing to do because the truth of the matter is there are certain actors here that just don't want to be here, yeah. you know, and yeah. I try to make up for all of those people that give bad experiences to the fans. So I try to go overboard to make sure that they feel great. So.
2: Saying this as having been here just a couple days yeah. and my first convention here and <laughs> first all Star Trek, everyone is super nice. Like um, For all of the hating and the Star Trek fans are so actively trying to... Uh, not be that and it's really really wonderful like exactly you right now doing this uh, with us and saying what you're saying you're yeah. like you're you're going above and beyond to make it not that it's it's Aww. really wonderful. So yeah. thank you're you. You're welcome. And then yep. I have one thing I want to ask you yep. for everyone who's starting out, because this is beginning the trek, what would you suggest that they start with?
0: Show wise? Um,
2: Show wise or convention wise. Oh
0: wow. Well um, I would say uh convention wise this is a good one to go to because you get to see the most star trek actors in one place right most conventions or comic cons may have one or two star trek actors this one has you know 40 50 i mean there there's a lot of actors that show up to this one so if you want to see a lot of actors in one place go to this one but if you can't make it out to this this city and and you don't have the budget go to a local one that's close by just look on the schedule and find out when a Star Trek actor is going to be appearing, and, and go to that one. That'll be the easiest. At least you start start slow, right? Um, and then build up to that. And you definitely, for a show like this, you you've got to save for a little while to make sure you you, you can <laughs> pay yeah. for everything. Yeah, right? this uh, is yeah. this is Vegas no, and it's kind of intense. No. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like you have to have a, a trust fund in a way in order to be in order to be completely uh, free and and being able to get everything you want. So um, that's one way to do it. In terms of uh, watching Star Trek. I think your your entree just depends on what what draws you know what attracts you what makes you um, what are you most excited about? Uh, do you want to see something from the 60s that's more retro, the original series, what started it all? Do you want to start with something super modern like Discovery, which is the newest? Do you want to see a J.J. Abrams era movie? It's just you know, or do you want to rent something from uh, the original cast that uh, Star Trek one two three four five or six you know and it's watch their stuff i mean you can you can pick and choose right so but wherever you enter and begin your trek experience what's so great is that people then can go on and see anything else right they could i, mean, I always i hear about people Watching the, the newest Trek movie, and they said, "Yeah, I'd never seen Voyager. I'd never seen DS9. I saw the the recent film in the theaters, and then that turned me on to watching everything else. And now I'm a fan of everything. So it doesn't really matter where you start. I personally feel that um, the best the best show to start with is Voyager. I do because it's a, it's a woman <laughs> yeah, captain. It's a yeah. woman captain. <laughs> yeah, it's the only woman captain. And in this day and age, and especially in this country, you don't have a lot of female." Um, role models you just don't you know Mm -hmm. Uh, I honestly believe and I'm gonna get a little political here I honestly believe that I mean they talk about all these meddling by Russia in the the election but I also feel that Hillary lost because she's a woman this country's not when Voyager premiered in 1995 January 1995 on a Monday on Tuesday the production office voicemail was full of messages from people that were channel surfing and came across Voyager and they left messages and they were all the same. How dare you allow a woman to be in command? This is 1895 thinking in 1995. How dare you? And people went on to threaten us. They said, we're going to come down to Paramount Studios and blow up your sound stages and kill you because you allowed a woman to be a captain. Wow. Oh,
2: my God. And, and all now, you get that, here but, but is, is thank you. Thank you so much right. for showing that. But that
0: explains to you why we don't have a woman president. It's always about... Putting people in boxes. You're a woman. You're a black person. You're an Asian person. You got to stop the labeling, you know. And that's and that's one thing that Star Trek doesn't do. Star Trek is inclusive. Star Mm -hmm. Trek is it actually um, showcases diversity, whereas. Not this country
1: do, doesn't do that. And, and we just talked about this. Not just diversity, but inclusion. But inclusion, yeah. right? It's yeah. not yeah. showing people to show yeah. people. It's, yeah, we're, we're not yes, just putting, putting a token this
2: right. Yeah, No, yeah. their yeah. ideas, and everything yeah. is included. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and in my panel that I did, in the Voyager panel, i they were talking about what do you guys think about current events, politics, and I said, you know what? I think every world leader should be chained down to a, a chair and be forced to watch all the Star Trek episodes just, uh-huh. to, help them, yes. just to help them understand. I that, yes. And I almost feel like everyone in this... This country needs to be chained down and made to watch all the Star Trek episodes. <laughs> because I, I, I really do believe that when people watch Star Trek, they do become a better person afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because Star Trek, yes, it's you, know, you have the initial plot line, which you, know, you, you go down the planet with the away team, you meet the aliens, this happens, that happens. But there's always an underlying message, right? Yes. In, in every episode, yeah. and that's what's so special about Star Trek because it is a blueprint to live um, to live uh, life better. Right?
1: You have keyed into the reason exactly. that we created yeah. our podcast. Yeah. Beginning yeah. the Trek is all about introducing it to people yep. who haven't seen yep. it, and just giving, giving them, away. them yep. this gift yes. of new ways of thinking, yep. new ways of being. Yep. You know, starting to, to to live life the way. These principles have started to teach us. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Um, Especially if you jump in in the TNG, Voyager, DS9 era, there is a lot of technical terms, which we call technobabble, which is, you know, and it turns people off. And people say, I don't really watch that show. I don't understand what they're saying. And I say, okay, when you were in seventh grade and you were forced to read Shakespeare for the first time, Did you understand what was going on? No. But then when you have to read another Shakespeare play and another Shakespeare play, then you start understanding, oh, wait a minute, the old English, it's very stylized, the writing, that kind of fades away in the background, then you start getting the meaning. It's the same thing with Star Trek. Yes. Very stylized in how we speak and the and the dialogue that we use. Keep watching it, and then that fades away, and then you start getting the gist of it, right? So it's kind of like those old, old paintings in the 80s where you had to keep staring at it, and eventually <laughs> like, the, the the image came out. Right. You need to look, yes. through, it. Need to look through it. <laughs> and that's what that's what I would recommend to everybody, to give Trek a chance. And part of it is allowing yourself to relax and let that episode kind of like soak into you you know in a yes. way right yeah, yeah. is this great. the stuff
2: you talk about on your podcast what no. do you
3: guys about? we
0: debate like, we debate our, our the episodes we we talk about you oh, know okay. funny things that happen we talk about what happened behind the scenes during the episodes we we debate whether we we felt that it was we rate each episode of a, well, a zero to ten rating what we think of it
1: are we only good five done.
0: Do we go to oh okay we go to, five. We go to zero to three? But ten, Voyager's
2: but. got a lot of fives. I oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah! yeah, I'm yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. It's very cool. love that. So,
1: Fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, if you
0: have a chance, guys, uh, tune into my video podcast. It's thealphaquadrant.com. You can uh, hit a link and check out uh, what Aaron Eisenberg and I have been up to. So um,
1: We will put a link on our page. I appreciate it. So that, so that yeah. will be there for uh, for anyone. So Wonderful. yeah, definitely Thank check him out. It's a great podcast. Um,
2: and come say hi at the next convention because this is seriously yeah. one of the best guys to talk to. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. not be afraid. <laughs> Trust me, this guy. There isn't anyone here that is more... Open and to the fans and willing to just just hang with us. Oh, thank, thank you. you, thank you, <laughs> Harry. You
2: that was so fun. much fun to meet everybody. It was, and so many that we didn't get on camera too.
1: There's one final story that needs to be told before we sign off here.
2: My autograph
1: your autograph we got to yes. talk about the autograph uh, jessica and i uh, on saturday night we said let's get away from the real let's get away from the convention and let's go out we went downtown and we found the coolest nerd corner that was like off the beaten path where we found an arcade
2: mm-hmm. had
1: some fun playing games well yes we had a ball playing games you won some tickets which you gave away but you also kicked my butt in air hockey boy that puck moves faster than it did when i was a kid.
2: Love me some air hockey.
1: We found a great bar called The Nerd. How do you not love that?
2: If you show up in cosplay, they give you discounts. There just you saying. go.
1: Yep, yep. And they got a bowling alley up there too.
2: But they had a toy store.
1: There was a toy store in this little corner. And
2: in this toy store that we just randomly wandered around. I
1: found a little something. Late, late, late at night. I found a little something on a shelf there. An old collectible. It was... I don't even know how I could be this lucky. It was the... Tom Paris action figure from the episode Threshold. So he's half mutated in the action figure and it comes with accessories, folks, including three, three lizard babies. This had to be bought. That's right. So I bought this and I gave this as a present to Jessica.
2: And I took it over to the table where Robert Duncan McNeil, or apparently everybody there calls him Robbie. Robbie. Uh, Oh, no, no, I actually showed it to Garrett Wong first. Right. And he left a little note. He's like, uh, we can put this in the show notes, too, if you want to take a look at the note that he wrote. And I took the note over to Robbie, (laughs) because we're totally on a first name basis now.
1: Robbie Duncan McNeil, who played Thomas Eugene Paris. And
2: he had a look at it. And I was a little bit disappointed because somebody had actually given him one. And they had a little... He had one, too. Yeah. It was there, and I was like, "Guys!" So I had I had to deliver the note that was him and then I got uh, I got the, the thing signed. Now what I need to do is get Kate Mulgrew to sign it too. Which for the sake of the babies, because I feel like they've been abandoned for oh God, quite a while. For the sake of the babies. For the sake of the little babies.
1: These are the things you'll experience at this convention. It is super fun. It is just a ball. You, you never know. You never know what you're gonna find. Oh God, that was great. Yeah, we're going to wrap up real quick now with our Convention Spectacular, but let's remind y'all that we are still on the track.
2: I've infected you. You're saying y'all now.
1: I, I heard it the minute I said it. It just came right out. <laughs> All right, so so uh, y'all you are, are still the on the track. Y'all are still on the track. We're on the track. So the track is still happening.
2: Turns out, yes. I mean, we stopped. Uh, I didn't stop with Voyager because I enjoyed Voyager. But we have moved on for the podcast.
1: Yes. So here we go. So we are going to be starting our Enterprise Trek next week with the non-pilot pilot, pilot, Broken Bow, Episodes 1 and 2. Now, we already mentioned this last week, but we're just reminding y'all, y'all, I can't stop saying it now.
2: It's a good word. People criticize it, but it is a perfect word.
1: It, it It works and it's efficient, except now we're talking about it. So we're going to start that with we're going to start with Broken Bow next week, and uh, Jessica, you do not need to give a prediction because apart from the name Jonathan Archer, and the fact that you met uh, Ensign Mayweather, our Boomer, our pilot, this week, you did meet him, even though you didn't know who he was. He did
2: not look like a Boomer. He looked a little bit more like my age. So maybe he's aging extremely well.
1: He looked great.
2: Um, but that is a. Very good-looking man. That is all I have to say about that. So I look forward to seeing this episode.
1: (laughs) All right, cool. Well, we will enjoy um, uh, Broken Bow. When are you going to be tweeting it?
2: Uh, This will be Sunday the 19th. This is Sunday coming up at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. We're not going to get into the time zone thing. I'm done with that. Um, I will be tweeting at Begin the Trek. You can find me there. It does show up on the Facebook at Beginning the Trek. Uh, If you want to leave messages, definitely. Um, and or if email is more your thing, info at beginningtheck.com goes to the both of us, and we will see you guys next week. We'll talk Enterprise. It'll should be fun.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see you all next week. Thank thank you, Jessica, for thanks for going to the convention with me.
2: I heard so many opinions about Enterprise, but most people were like, Okay, can't wait for you to see it. They sounded like that. So it'll be that's,
1: interesting. That's kind of where I am.
7: Taco Tuesday. There's a franchise in Southern California called Del Taco. Yeah,
2: you can also look for it.
7: It's company. our Del Treco night.
2: Oh, yeah. oh that's cool. We get Del Taco
7: and we watch. i I'm, I'm gonna
2: steal that. I'm gonna have yeah. a Del Treco night. You guys are gonna start a thing. <laughs>